Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Jen A. I reside in Colorado, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, April 29th, 2021, and it's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter We Agnostics. We'll be on page number 53, reading the fourth paragraph that begins with, That Was Natural. We'll be reading one paragraph only today and sharing on that. Today's readers are Team Thursday, and a special thanks to you all for uh, being of service this month of April. We have Lida C., Joni C., Martha Z., Carmela G., Crystal P., Susan H., and Leslie W. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, April 28, 2021, are as follows. 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is 16,848. That's 16848. And then the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is 16,849. Overeaters Anonymous Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. So our sole purpose here at Overeaters Anonymous, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Lida C. to read the 12 steps. Thank you, can I be heard? Yes, you may. Okay, Um, (coughs) pardon me. Good morning, this is Lida C. I'm a compulsive overeater in Florida. Uh, The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Admitted to, five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him, to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made a direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will and for us us and the power to carry that out. 
12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you. I'll pass. I will now ask Joni C. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. This is Joni C. from Minnesota, uh, gratefully recovered. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, our OA, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lida C. and Joni C. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speaker, should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the chapter, We Agnostics, in the big book on page 53. We're reading that fourth paragraph, and I will now ask Martha Z to begin reading. 
Good morning, Jen. Thank you for your loving service. This is Martha C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. That was natural, but let us think a little more closely. Without knowing it, have we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith? For did we not believe in our own reasoning? Did we not have confidence in our ability to think? What was that but a sort of faith? Yes, we'd been faithful, abjectly faithful to the God of reason. So in one way or another, we discovered that faith had been involved all the time. Good morning, my friends in recovery. Um, So it, it starts out and it says, had we not been brought to where we stood by a certain amount of faith, for did we not believe in our own reasoning? And, and it said we were objectively faithful to the God of reason. So I don't know where I got this, but in my margin, next to abjectly, it says pitifully faithful to the God of reason. And I, um first thing I thought of was figure it out. And I was thinking that, you know, when I first started struggling with this and got into the program, I really believed that, I believed that there was one reason why I overate, and I really believed that if I could just figure this one thing out, whatever it was that happened in my past, that, you know, that I, you know, then I would be okay. I would be able to eat okay. And um, <laughs> well, the one thing that I really found out was the one thing is I'm I'm a compulsive overeater, that's for sure, and there are many other reasons, but I just thought that and I, I, I really thought I would back my way into abstinence that way, too, that I'd be able to be abstinent once I figured out that one thing. And um, anyway, so that's I was just going to say, and it, it just made me, made me think about the slogan, utilize and not analyze. It really doesn't matter why, <laughs> why we do what we do. You know, we do do it, and we, we need to take certain actions so that we can get the help we need. And... Um, and I was also thinking that a lot of times in this program, sometimes some of the people that are the smartest people have the most trouble with this program because they are trying to figure things out. And after they, they try to figure out the thing with, you know, why I'm doing this, then they're trying to figure out their higher power too and, and making you know making that make sense. So I, I just wanted to say I wanted to just back up and, and, and just go back to where either God's everything or he's nothing. And... Um, like for me, I want God to be everything. I I really do. That's that really is my goal. But He's not everything when I'm afraid, you know, because I you know I I start getting so fearful and and um, you know then then I'm dependent on myself again. And no wonder I'm afraid if it's up to me to make it all come out all right. So anyway, um, yeah, I I just I I I, I love this program though because. When I get there and I, I start being really afraid, I know that I just it, the program gives me a way to recenter and to get back and just you know ask God to remove the fear and and um, you know He He wants me to trust, rely, and depend on Him, but He also wants me to be with Him in the present. So anyway, uh, I have lots of fears, but I also know that um, whatever the fear is, that He can help me with it. So. Anyway, I'm so grateful to be with all of you. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Martha Z, for getting us started this morning. And we value everyone's experience, so we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who would like to share on what was read today?
Melissa C. Melissa. Loretta H. Pete B. Loretta. Pete. Cynthia Here C. F. There's a Cynthia C. And then somebody else right at the same time. Who was it? Sheer F. Sheer F. Thank you. All right, we'll start with that lineup. We have Melissa C, Loretta H, Pete B, Cynthia C, and Sheer S. Good morning, Melissa. Go right ahead. Hey, Jen. Thank you so much for your service this morning. Uh, good morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, you know, this is a reassurance that for people who think that they don't have faith because um, we do have faith. Right. Of course, we have faith. And I think anyone who walks into an OA meeting, you know, or like hops on a Zoom call or dial, you know, like us, right, we dial in or you call someone, there's some kind of faith there, right? You have to have some little seed of belief, of hope, um, you know, unless we're all like a reporters, right, doing an expose for the 12 steps, anybody that calls in here has some kind of faith that they're going to find something. But even before that, right, um, you know, I had faith in my reasoning. And, and that's human. Of course we do, like our ability to think. And because I think, you know, the job of the mind is to keep, is to keep the body alive, right? And, and here's, the, here's the crushing blow. You know, most people have, um, well, I shouldn't say most people, but a lot of people's big crushing blow is um, maybe they reach a certain number, right? Or they've binged for like, you know, in a place they never thought they'd binge or they, you know, threw up in a place they thought they'd never throw up, right? Um, and I think for me and, and was the crushing blow was that this God of reason, this God of my thing was failing me. And I realized it, you know, um, I, you know, I, I was crushed by this disease. My hand was going, you know, repeatedly from, from the bag to my mouth. And I didn't want that food. I didn't like that food. My entire body felt like it was revolting against that act of my hand, you know, to my mouth. And my faith and reason was crushed because I couldn't rely on that God anymore. Like, I had been worshiping my thinking and it wasn't serving me well, you know, um, objectively. If you're objectively faithful to something, it means you have no pride and no dignity. And you're faithful to the thing that's, that's harmful to you. So it's not that we don't have faith. I think what happens is step one, we lose faith in ourselves. And step two, we decide to transfer that into something that's much greater. Um, um you know, my seat of faith must have been there all along because I walked into a meeting, you know. I picked up a phone. I did something. And what I found out was that um, there was something so much greater than this brain of mine that I had worshipped. You know, my, my, my thinking that I could always out, I could think myself out of any crisis. Um, in this disease, I thought myself right into my crisis. And... Um, Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Up next, we have Loretta H., and you'll be followed by Pete B. Good morning, Loretta. 
Good morning, Jen, and everybody that's on this line that does service and saves my life every day. And thank you for your service for two months. Uh, Loretta H., I live in North Carolina, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater with the grace of God just for today. And um, I looked up the word faith, and it is trust. The two words that I focused on were trust and radiance. And when I have faith and I'm in harmony with God, I get the ability and the responsibility to uh, have that in my day. But when I don't, and that was um, the debating society, and the debating society promises me the bedevilments. I lived in the bedevilments for 54 years until I came into this um, wonderful God-saving program because I really thought that the God of reasoning was what was going to work for me. And I had reasoned my way out and I used it as a child to survive. And then as an adult, it didn't work anymore. So it became the bedevilment. And when I came in, I had to be desperately, dangerously dying because I really did think that I could actually solve this problem. And today I know that I don't have that ability and I don't know why. I just have to know I am a compulsive reader. I am powerless. And I have a life that is very unmanageable when I try to debate about what I should do and what I shouldn't do. And God's grace today has allowed me that surrender. You know, I the surrender is so important to me because I came in as an agnostic and I still have that trait in my brain. But I have to remember that the only way I'm going to have a life beyond my wildest dreams, and even when it's messy, it's beyond my wildest dreams, if I'm in harmony with God's will. You know, thy will be done, thy will be one, O-N-E, and then I win at life, thy will be one. And I am so grateful for that today because if I do this, I have a life that is unimaginably wonderful, even when it's messy. And with that, I pass. And Jen and everybody, thank you. You guys are the best in the world. Bye. Hi, Loretta. Our pleasure. Up next, we have Pete B, followed by Cynthia C. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, Jen. Thanks for taking the meeting. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered today by God's grace and mercy. And the delusion that I am like other people or presently may be has been smashed. And uh, I take this paragraph right because what it's what you know what what um, what it's what it's telling me is that where I put my faith was always the problem, right? Like I always had this delusion, right, that if there was a problem, I was going to solve it, and if there was a challenge, I was going to overcome it. And in spite of all of my experience and all of the years in trying to do something about this condition. 
on my own and with other human resources, I always failed. It's almost like it's, you know, it's almost like, you know, complete entire just coming to like looking at the facts and coming to the conclusion that where I place my fear, which I mean, where I place my faith, which was in me is a complete and utter failure. And my experience showed me that I had limited success, limited, you know, limited, you know, experiences on diets and all these things, but I had always returned and it always landed in incomprehensible demoralization. You know, you'll hear, and you'll hear people talk about the spiritual malady, right? We have a spiritual malady. And for years, I thought that, was, that meant, well, I was bad, and I did bad things, and God didn't like me, right? Like, the, the, the spiritual malady is, the, is, is that I, the, the disease is that I put my faith in the wrong source. I put my faith in you. I put my faith in, you know, the, the program. I put my faith in my sponsor, right? And where my faith needs to be planted is on the God of my understanding to recognize that, you know what, of myself, I am nothing, right? Like the, my, my job at this point now, if I have this condition that's described in this book, is to, is to access and find this power. Right. I'm not. God didn't dislike me because I was fat. Right. He doesn't dislike me because I drink or use drugs. And we're talking about the, the highest of powers here, the all inclusive, never exclusive God. Right. If I just tap into that source by giving up, right, giving up, the, giving up trying on my own. Well, then the whole keys to the kingdom open up. Right. So, 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 you know, this, again, one of these paragraphs, it's, it, 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 we're, we're all going to say the same thing in different words. Right. And hoping that, it, that, that somebody connects to it. But like what I had to realize when I read this thing is that problem is not, I don't have faith. The problem is I put my faith in something that has always failed me. It has always failed me. You know, if you take it, if you take a kid that like that has been abused, violently abused, and the government comes and takes him out of the household, that kid will try desperately to get back into that into that abusive family because they had they know no other solution other than this other than what their existence is, right? And that's how I was with the food. Right, like could take me away. No, 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 I I, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. You have to drag me away. Right? We, we become conditioned that this is the only way, and there is a different way, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Pete B. Up next, we have Cynthia C., followed by Cher S. Good morning, Cynthia. Good morning. Um, this is Cynthia C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater and Food Addict in Newton, Massachusetts. Thank you so much for your service, Jen, and thank you to everybody who makes this meeting happen today. And every day, I'm really, really grateful to be on this meeting. And as always, you know, the, the, the paragraphs that we read and the shares always speak to me. Um, and this, this one hits home today. Um, you know, I, um, I, um, I, I find myself relying on my own reasoning too often, you know. Being in program and being in recovery for four years, I've learned, doesn't exempt me from falling into old behaviors. You know, we're having, uh, I work at, at a nonprofit that does important work, and we're having, we're in a, a major, major crisis right now. 
um, and and it's affecting my department. It's just, it's just it's it's a huge issue, and um, and it's not of my making. So a, I just want to say in the past, <laughs> crises were of my making. Being in recovery, um, that's not really the case anymore. And I, I'm grateful for that. That I am not the the drama queen, and I am not the crisis maker. But I I couldn't really sleep much last night. I woke up in the middle of the night and couldn't fall back asleep. You know, and and what I needed to hear was this this morning, which is that. That the reason was is because I'm relying. I'm sitting there trying to figure out how do I fix this? How can I fix this? What is my reasoning? What can I do to manipulate and change? And I, I can't. Like I just can't. And what I've learned, and the and the hope and the faith that I have today is a, the faith that my higher power is always with me, but also the faith in how this program works. You know, today I have faith that I have 12 steps to work on a daily basis, you know, that finally when I realized that I was caught up in my own reasoning, that I was able to stop and I was able to pray to my higher power for the willingness to let go, you know, the willingness to let go. And I thought, okay, I get to use the 12 steps right now. And I got to remind myself that I am powerless, not just over my compulsive overeating and my food addiction, but I am powerless over, um, I'm powerless over, you know, my job situation. I am powerless over other people. I am, I am powerless. And I, you know, I, I got to do my 11th step this morning and, and do my prayer and my meditation and my self-inventory and just turn over to my higher power, all of these things that, that I can't control, but, but God can, God is in charge. I am not in charge of whether my nonprofit implodes like I am just not in charge of that you know and um you know and and I'm feeling you know and I have fear like I have fear but I know that this morning you know in addition to finishing my 11th step and getting on this meeting that I can do a 10th step thank you I'm just really grateful that there's 12 steps to guide my way today so thanks for that I passed thank you very much thanks so much Cynthia C and share, before you start sharing, um, I'm just going to let people know where we are real quick. We're um, in the chapter, We Agnostics. We're in the big book on page 53 in the fourth paragraph. So go right ahead. Share S. Press star one to unmute. This is Courtney. Hi, Courtney. I'm looking for Cher S, and then I'll take another list of names. Oh, sorry. Okay. If, that's okay. I wrote you down, but the, let's just see if we can find Cher S first. She put her name up there. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Go right ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. I've never done this from a cell phone before, so I had too many muting and unmuting possibilities here. Um, so yes, I am Sheriff from Northern New York, and um, I felt compelled to share after hearing the very first share because I too was definitely somebody who had faith in reason. And the thing that I heard was that, you know, I always felt that if I could name the problem, I could solve the problem. That my problem was just not knowing what the problem was. <laughs> And I mean, there was a little bit of truth to that when I walked into my first OA meeting with a raging sugar addiction and not knowing 
you know, how could I possibly stop this? I, I had no idea. You know, my journal was full of why did I do this again? And why do I keep eating even when it's so horrible? And I walked into that OA meeting and I heard that I was a compulsive overeater and that I was powerless over food. And it was such a relief. And I remember just being, you know, I had this almost year long pink cloud of abstinence. It just, it just came over me and I didn't need the sugar and it was awesome. Um, and I thought, wow, it is true. Just knowing that I'm powerless over food is so helpful. Um, but I didn't really get past step one and I, that pink cloud ended and I spent many years going back and forth, you know, with periods of abstinence, sometimes lasting up to a few years, but not really, um, not getting it, you know, still sort of acting on knowledge, trying to find a higher power, but not being able to make that connection between the spiritual part of the program and putting food in my mouth or not putting food in my mouth. And, you know, I've been in programs since 2000 and it really wasn't till I joined Vision like a year and a half ago or so that I started to be able to make that connection. But then it wasn't enough to just make that connection with reason. I had to make it by actually acting it by praying by meditating which I had been doing but I hadn't I kept feeling like I had to know what I was praying to um, and I didn't and I still don't but now I've learned through working the steps that I don't have to know I still just have to act and I just have to keep going through the steps and keep I guess you know cleansing myself spiritually through step four and eight and nine and ten um, and just keep making contact, and it's working. I'm struggling a little bit with the food, but I think a lot of that is my struggling with how to fit God into my life under changing circumstances. But I definitely, you know, I still have faith in reason, but I also now have faith in God, in a God that can help me when reason can't. And I don't know what it is, but it doesn't matter because I know that it works if I work it. So thank you very much, everybody, for putting this meeting together and making it happen every day. And I will pass. Thank you so much, Sheriff. All right. Up next, we're going to, um, Courtney, I put your name down. You'll have to give me the first initial of your last name. I'm going to go ahead and take another list of names. We're on uh, page number 53, fourth paragraph, one paragraph only, and it begins with, that was natural. Who else would like to share after Courtney this morning? Linda Thank D. Kathy S. Carmel. Kathy S. Carmel is she? And then I have Carmela. Uh-huh. Carmela G. Okay. Who else? Abby S. Abby F. Lane C. Lane C. All right, here we go. We have Courtney followed by Linda D, Kathy S, Carmela G, Abby F, and Lane C. Looks like a good lineup. Go right ahead, Courtney.
Okay, hey, can you hear me all right? I can, Courtney. What's the first initial of your last name? J. Courtney J. from Virginia. Okay, so I didn't even know what paragraph we were on, but I needed to share. But then now I'm looking at the paragraph. So when we became alcoholics, is that it? Um, We're on page number 54. That was natural. Okay. Anyhow, I'm going to just share. So I don't know where to begin. I have been going nuts with work. I'm on step three. Um, work is, is just, is, is consuming me. See, I'm using all these words that I used to use for my disease. And now I'm seeing that, I guess we would say, uh, recovery type words or whatever program words, you know, life on life's terms is consuming me. And for me, it is work. And I had to laugh today because I wrote, on in my journal that I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of complaining about work. And you see, this is me not turning it over to God. Um, but see, those quotes, sick and tired, used to be me about my disease, about being, about feeling fat and, and, and picking up again. So that's why I laugh because, okay, isn't it nice that those words, you know, still have some meaning, but they're not about the food and my fat. Um, so yesterday I was paralyzed. I was paralyzed by this consumption of, of work taking over my brain. Hijacked, you see, like our disease does. I finally was able to put it out there that I needed some calls. I'm just going to tell you a God thing. A woman who says, Courtney, I've been seeing your name on the, on this list of callers. And I thought maybe it was you. And when you reached out to ask for some calls, I called you and it's you. This is a woman that's local, where we've always shared our despair of our disease. And here she's working on step 10. I'm on step three with vision for you. I've got chills, God bumps, because this woman, we've always, we've loved each other. We've had a connection. And we connected, and it was me getting out of my paralyzed place, reaching out at friggin' 4.35 o'clock, thinking that I'm waking people up, asking if they'll call me. And she answered, and I'm just delighted to have this person in my life again. And this is a God thing. I'm almost in tears because that's what I get. I get joyful when this program shows me that God is alive and well. Thank you. Thank you, Courtney J. Up next, we have Linda D. followed by Kathy S. Go ahead, Linda. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. Recovered and so grateful to be recovered, thrilled to be recovered in Connecticut. I'm going to tell you a little story. Uh, The word that jumps out at me is reason. I cannot reason anybody into trusting the universe. It looks like it's a mess a lot of the time. Why would I trust life? Here's the reason why. This program, these steps, this big book, all of you who've experienced enough of this know that this thing works. The story is, right now, I'm in my living room. I'm lying on a couch. I'm relaxed. I'm abstinent for quite a while now, several years. And uh, I'm probably six feet from the spot where I tried to commit suicide 
there used to be a couch over there, and I can visualize myself lying on it with a stack of uh, pizza boxes, probably about two feet high, and I literally was trying to eat myself to death. I didn't know how else to die. That is not only pathetic, it's really, really sad. How did I get from over there, six feet over here? Because this program works. Because something that I didn't think could possibly be real, God, I hated the word. I hated it. I thought it was ridiculous. That force, I can use the word now because it's like a generic term. We all know what we're talking about. This power exists. It's awesome. It is wonder. It is awe. And it is also an imperative to align with this force. And I do that by doing all the work. This force is totally intelligent, totally loving, and wants me to align with love. And so I do. And it takes effort. It takes great courage. Because I can get confused by my, you know, human, human crapola. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Linda D. Up next, we have Kathy S., followed by Carmela G. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, everyone. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. And, um, yeah, like this paragraph says, faith, and it reminds me, faith is really not my problem. I mean, what I, it, the issue is what I'm putting my faith in. As someone else shared earlier, things, words like reasoning. I was one of the greatest analyzers. I would go to a therapist and tell them, you know, I had myself already analyzed. And they were like, yeah, good job. And it was like, why am I paying you to hear myself figure this out? And, um, and then words like confidence in my ability, not only to think, but also my biggest hurdle was confidence in my ability to work, my work ethic. I had a lot of faith in that, even when I worked the steps, doing different things and, uh, you know, everything my sponsor would tell me to do. And, and uh, you know, and I was still, it, it, it was still, it was a lot of faith in me, not God. And so when I did come back into the step, back into this program, I was, I was that objectly, I needed to be objectively faithful to God. And what that, that word objectively, utterly hopeless, humiliating, like down there. And, um, and what happened was I had, I had ceased fighting. I had nothing left in me. And what working the steps this time through has taught me was to back off, get out of my own way, get out of my, I stopped trying to figure it out, trying to think my way through it just work the steps in a way, in a manner of simplicity. And even in today in recovery, still learning to put my faith in God, not in my ability to run the show. So as I've shared, we're, we're selling our house and buying a new one. And, and I've shared with other people recently that it's as if God, this process, God is handing me a ticket to the greatest show on earth and asking me to sit outside the ring and watch with awe 
at the circus that's going on. Let God be the ringmaster with the whip and the top hat and the microphone. That's not my place. I am to just stay out of it. And my husband's handling the finances stuff. And, and it's just like, I have no control over it. And yet what I have is freedom. And I'm not ruining my relationships by running this show. I'm just sitting back. And the greatest action I am taking today is to be still, which feels so counterintuitive, but it works. And I cannot explain it other than to say that it works. And, and God is, is just running the show. Things are moving as they as they are, and uh, and I'm just so grateful. So thanks for letting me share, and uh, I'll pass. Thanks, Kathy S. Up next, we have Carmela G. Followed by Abby F. Carmela. Okay. Thank you so much, Jen. Thanks everyone for being on the line. Thank you, Wolfia Service. My name is Carmela G., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from New York. And the line of, did we not have confidence in our ability to think? Well, prior to the program, the problem was I was overconfident. Confident so much that I thought I knew everything I needed. So therefore... I would pray, so to speak. I thought I was praying. I was demanding from God, if only you would give me the right person in my life. Relocate me to the right place I need to be. If only, if only, if only. And that was my faith. My faith was within myself. I believed in a God, but I believed in a God that I was able to think and, and tell what my plan for life should be. This program allowed me to realize, and I was sharing this with someone I was working with yesterday, when I stopped and I put the food down and I allowed God to work in my life and saw all that he had planned, all the wonderful things that he had planned for my life and how I constantly was putting rocks in the way so that I could never get there. And today, having trust and surrender in this power, life isn't easy, but I'm walking every moment of my life with the God of my understanding, and he's allowing me to get through it all peacefully and joyfully. And for this, I am forever grateful. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Carmela G. Up next, we have Abby F. You'll be followed by Lane C. Good morning to you, Abby. Hello. Good morning. My name is Abby S. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Michigan. 
so grateful for this meeting this morning. I love the things I'm hearing about work. Um, I was actually driving to work and grateful to have done a 10 step about work on my way to work. And I was like, you know, I'm going to get on the meeting. And I pulled in the parking lot and was like, I'm just going to catch the first part where they read about the big book and then, you know, go into work. I usually get to work about an hour early. And, um, I pulled right out of the parking lot and was like, I'm just going to go for a drive this morning and listen to the meeting instead. And it's exactly what I need because, you know, when I struggle with things to figure out the answer, I never really realized that I was putting my faith in my own self to figure it out. And it's like, well, of course I'm struggling because I'm depending on myself. And I just love the idea of just like sitting back and letting God be the orchestrator. And so I'm going for a drive and I found this beautiful building of worship. I don't know what kind of worship. There's like not even a sign, but it looks like a it looks like a palace. It looks like a castle. And I'm just sitting in the parking lot staring at this beautiful light pink building, so intricate like it looks like a castle. And I don't even, I, like, don't even care about, you know, like, being on this meeting right now, connecting with you all and my higher power and looking at this beautiful castle and realizing that God is actually running the world is so much more productive than anything I would have gotten done at work for that hour this morning. So I'm so grateful to go into work today with, like, a grateful heart and the and just, you know, I feel like the strength to rem to get like the strength like more strength than I had an hour ago. So thank you so much for all of you being here this morning and the continuous reminders of the solution. And uh, I hope you all have a great day. Thanks, Abby S. Up next we have Lane C and then we might have the opportunity for a couple more shares. So go ahead, Lane. Good morning, Jen, uh, and good morning, uh, Vision family. Uh, this is Lane C. I'm a compulsive overeater in Rochester, New York, and um, I'm so grateful. Thanks, thanks, Abby, for sharing that. I feel like we're all kind of there with you at looking at this beautiful palace, so thank you for this beautiful place of worship. Um, this morning, I guess what I'm thinking about is um, the ways that I, myself, uh, came to over-rely on the God of reason or on the God of my own reasoning and how much this program asks me to come into balance. Um, so, you know, for me, um, this has not been sort of a, a time to reflect on, like, how uh, bad my reasoning has been or, um, you know, I, my, my reasoning and my logic got me as far as it did, um, and it certainly helped me to survive up until the present day. And so there are parts of, of uh, me that are just really grateful for everything that my reason and my logic has done for me and for everything that my reason and my logic still continues to do. Um, but somewhere, you know, somewhere in my past, somewhere in my history, I became really over-reliant on my own reasoning. And so what I see here is just this invitation back into balance between my reasoning and what I'm hearing from my higher power. And using my reasoning oftentimes to access my higher power I mean, you know, when I get that sense of intuition, that deep gut 
sense of, you know, this is what needs to happen or here's, here's a way, here's a way forward, um, some guidance there. I mean, I feel like that's my higher power speaking to me through my reasoning. So, you know, for me, it's, it's not necessarily like either reason or my higher power. It's kind of this both and thing. And it's, and, and this, the steps and the work that we do here really helps me to to bring that into balance. And, and my higher power helps me every day to bring that into balance. Uh, because I, I don't actually think that what my higher power wants for me is to think negatively about this gift that I've been given. Um, and I think, you know, there have been times in this program in my own recovery where I have really been so, you know, used really violent speech towards myself, um, sat there and been, you know, really sort of self-disrespectful in a lot of ways, unloving towards myself, um, unloving towards these different gifts that I've been given by my higher power. And I, I you know, I, I truly don't believe that that's what my higher power wants for me today. What my higher power wants for me today is to be able to listen to all of the different gifts that I've been given and to hold them in balance, to recognize that sometimes my reasoning goes in overdrive when I mix fear in there or when I'm in self-reliance. Uh, to the point where, you know, where I could just drive myself and those around me crazy. Um, but, you know, so, so and, and thankfully, we have these steps that help us to get into balance and to get into right relationship with a power greater than ourselves, however you choose to define that power. Um, and, you know, I, I just really appreciate the invitation into sort of balance in both hands. Um, and I'm so grateful for everyone who shared this morning. Thank you so much. You were regularly contributing to my recovery. Thank you, thank you everyone for your service. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lane C. All right, so we have time for two more shares on the paragraph that we've read today. Who else would like to chime in at the end? Susan C. Susan C. All right, Susan, go right ahead. Hi, good morning. Thank you. A uh, great, great uh, part of the book to read. I do absolutely overthink and um, I always think of how I'm going to get out of this situation or how I'm going to get into a situation. And, you know, through uh, listening to the meetings, reading the book, I, and uh, starting to work with the sponsor. It's um, a thing for me now to open my ears, to listen, and not to say no right away to something, but just trying to be open. I guess part of my fear is not to want to lose myself. Um, So which I've done in the past different people, places, things. And um, just being quiet and still. You know, I have a lot of quiet now, being in. And uh, that works for a time. But it, but it's good because I get to listen to those things that, like, why, you know, why am I being pushed to do this or that? And then I see, oh, because I left the water running in the sink and it's going to overflow or something like that. You know, I always just feel like that's part of my higher power connection to my intuition and just being quiet and trying to stay open. And again, just listening to that quiet voice, um, 
doing, there's a prayer from, I think it might be from the big book, I'm not sure, but there's a prayer about, you know, starting your morning and asking to be relieved of uh, self-pity, self, self-seeking, dishonest motives. And that seems to be very powerful. And also, um, you know, before I do something, I check in with my higher power and say, okay, is this the best thing to do? What other things, you know, when I'm trying to, like, organize myself and my plans and my work. <clears throat> so it, it feels more peaceful. Time, Thank you so much. It feels more peaceful, and I'm very grateful. Everybody have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you, Susan C. All right, we have two minutes on the clock. Anybody up for a last share? Crystal P? Go ahead, Crystal. Thank you for taking us out. Hi, good morning. This is Crystal P, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toronto, Canada. Um, what, what I love about this paragraph is that it reminds me that my unadulterated, when I'm in unadulterated, sort of uh, untreated alcoholic thinking, I can think myself into a pretzel. You know, my mind feels almost like a washing machine. The same idea just keeps kind of going over and over and over. And it feels a little bit like I'm in a, I'm in some kind of court of law where a lawyer is trying to prove a point over and over, you know, and it will, it will magnify things and it will blind me to all the good things and things that are really just small problems turn into disasters and catastrophes. But what's really beautiful is the promise of this program is not that, you know, I live the rest of my life without using any reasoning. It's that God restores my reasoning for me. It connects my head to my heart so that they act as one and they can see the whole picture of my life, not just the one thing that, that my mind wants to zone in on. And when, when that happens, I get restored to sanity and my mind starts to work for me, not against me. And I'm so grateful because I have no other way to do that when I get stuck in that place of just thinking and thinking and thinking and just, you know, in, in this ball of fear and, and uh, analysis and paralysis, you know. Um, but God literally comes in and yanks it out from me and sort of just fuses my head and heart together um, so that I can, it kind of just restores my view and my vision of the whole of the whole world and everything is in its right order and balance. And I'm so grateful I have a way to do that because with the four program, I had no way to do that. I was just stuck in that in that sort of washing machine all day long. Um, what a gift this program is and I'm so grateful that God is able to and willing to do that because he loves me. Thanks for letting me share I pass. Thank you, Crystal P. Beautiful. Thanks for taking us out today. And thank you to everyone who shared and was here in this meeting this morning, uh, spoken or unspoken. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. So the share ID for today, Thursday, April 29th, the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 16,856, 16856. And we will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Carmela G. please read a vision for you? Thank you, Jen. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation 
what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.